the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Welcome to Yak Radio, a radio show that's about, well, who knows? It's a different topic every week, but Yak Radio is always full of information to help you and your family get through life. Now, here's your Yak Radio host, Dave Stahl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Yak Radio with Dave Stahl. And Brittany Sandoval. We're sitting here talking all kinds of things. This is FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, it's brought to you by San Diego Propane. If you're lucky enough to live in East County, Dave and his family will take care of your propane needs like nobody else. Go to sd-propane.com, sd-propane.com, 6194. Have to look close. 460 1705. I'm borrowing my glasses. Yeah, I know. Winston's Auto and Trans. More locations than you can shake a stick at. AAA, Napa Auto Care, ASC certified. Go to westautomotivegroup.com for the best service on the planet. It's always good having Brittany in the house, okay. especially on the Yak Radio Show. Variety uh, of topics. Variety of topics. How are you doing? I am well. Thank you. Who's this little short lady you got? Oh my! Okay, so (laughs) I am so excited that she's here. I well, there's so many good people and people to learn from. I feel like she is an urban legend. I've heard her name. She uh, animals are her life. I feel like she was put on this earth to do good. In fact, you've been recognized. She has been recognized. Many times among, let's see, the Red Cross Animal Welfare Hero Award that was recently awarded to today's guest. Some have referred to her as a local hero, Mm -hmm. an angel on earth, but I think she would say, I am a dog recovery specialist. Please welcome the founder of A Way Home for Dogs, Babs Fry. Oh my gosh, she really exists. She's right Thank next you. to me. Have you had to use her? No, I, I hope lucky? I never have to, but just in researching her a little bit, I've learned so much already. And um, really, anything that a human thinks they should do, don't listen to Babs. So right. hopefully today, this hour is educational in some ways for our listeners. And um, it spreads the word of many events that are happening and some things unknown. Okay. Thank so, you. Babs, welcome to the show. And as a dog owner with a paranoid wife. Oh, Michelle, did you hear that? Well, I keep telling her, you know, we have people come to our house with dogs and the dogs are walking alongside them and they come in the house and then when they leave, they walk alongside the owners and get in their vehicles. My wife won't even crack the front door. I love your wife. Really? (laughs) Yes, if that I dog do. goes near that door, man, she is all over that dog. No, 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 well, no, no. Prevention is huge. You're busy enough, right, Babs? Uh, prevention is everything. They're animals. They operate on instinct. Unpredictable, uncontrollable things, and you're out of control. 
Really? Okay, then I stand corrected. Sorry, dear. Did you hear that, Michelle? <laughs> Could you say it a little louder no. for the people in the back? No, I am not saying it a little <laughs> bit louder. But, you know, and oh my God, it was so funny. We had a, I'd gone grocery shopping and come back and I opened the garage door and I put the grocery, I walk out and I go, why are all these dogs out in the driveway? <gasps> what? And I, and I went, ooh, because we what? had this little gate that, that did not get latched. I didn't do it. I went, oh shit. So I said, hey, honey, some of the dogs got out. So she's going up and down the road, hollering and screaming. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Try, trying to get him back. So I go sit on the couch. I thought, you know, maybe I better go out and at least drive around, make it look yeah. good. Oh, ding, ding. They all came back. I mean, you know, they all came back. But so because all our gates are double gated, they're all double. That's we have I the fence do. and then we have the, 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 I mean, our house is just like Fort Knox. Yeah. The last thing she would, and it has nothing to do other than they're her kids. Yep, uh, babies. Yeah, even yeah, old are. babies. Yeah, but exactly. And she and she knows, and she's been doing this as long as I've been around. That these dogs will go do anything and everything that they want to do if they want to do it. Uh-huh. They're not going to say, "Oh, I can't go out here because my 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 master will yell at me." <laughs> Do they follow their nose? Like follow that your is nose? That is exactly how they think. I, I mean, think that's the big absolutely. thing. Absolutely. If they smell something, ooh, what What's is that? that? So let me go check yeah. that out. Well, because isn't a dog smelling capabilities like 20,000 yeah, times really more? Yeah, is it really extreme like that? Oh, 100%. I mean, one of the things I tell owners all the time is we may be like generation, you know, back in Nancy Drew and Murder, She Wrote days, <laughs> you know, the basic detective would say go get the child's brush so they can bring like out a hair right to go find this missing person and the reality is think about what these dogs are used for and what they're trained to do and what they find you know based on that training and i talk to owners all the time we're like i've been out screaming for their name and i'm like they smell better than they hear what are you doing yeah Yeah. you know it's not about what they hear it's about what they smell right and the same way their nose can take them on a wild adventure like yours might. Which rea- it is. Well, but the reality is you also take your dogs on a wild adventure when you go looking and driving and mm-hmm. taking everything they're looking for ultimately everywhere but home. Right. That's why I always tell people to do very specific things to help them mm-hmm. do what most dogs do, which is come home. Right, right. That, and that's and that's exactly right. And no two dogs are alike. No. They're just like people. Yep. You know, they all have personalities. Some are more adventurous than others. Um, yeah. Well, and the same thing goes for fear levels. You know, people often ask me for, Pabs, can't you just give us a textbook or a black and white list? And I'm like, no, it's, it's a recipe, except it's not chili. It's life or death. You right. know, every dog is different. Scenario is different. History is different. There's so many things mm-hmm. that make a massive difference. With that said, for our listeners, could you give maybe some basic do's and don'ts so oh my god i know that we haven't even gotten two minutes into this i think i think we've only got an hour i don't but just basics because um in kind of researching you there were a couple themes that kept coming up Um, you know i mean the reality is almost if it's a human idea and it sounds like a great one it's probably a bad idea well and, and really babs what we're talking about is what are you looking for are you looking for a dog that has a tendency to nip at you are you trying to correct that? No, Are you I'm trying not to correcting? I'm saying if a dog gets lost. Oh, if you're all you're just talking about being lost. No, dog yeah, for gets sure. Lost. Do not. It's it's go all chase about dog behavior. around in the car. No, I mean, so the very first thing I tell everybody to do is stop because the very first thing we do as human beings is panic. You know, and you know, you hear people talk about dogs smell fear, which is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Their their smell is good, but not that good. They read nonverbals. 
You know, right. um, I used to ask people questions. I don't anymore because we end up with very awkward conversations. So right. I just make a statement. You know, I'm going to guess as a teenager or in a relationship of some sort, you had to fight about tone of voice and attitude. Mm-hmm. So when you're out ah. screaming for Molly, Molly's like, oh, my God, they're going to kill mom, too. I better run because that's what Molly hears. Right. You know, so it's always it's the very first thing you have to do is stop. You have to get yourself oriented and then you have to manage the things that are going to dictate your dog's behavior. You know, if the environment is frantic, crazy, and chaotic, because every Tom, Dick, and Harry and family members come over to help you look for your dog, the dog is not, not coming back. Coming right. but you know, even you just, friendly dogs. How about dogs. you just walk through, down no. the property? No. You're spreading you don't the want smell, your dog right? going all over the property. You know, you want your dog coming. It's all about creating an isolated GPS marker for your dog's nose. That's how they navigate. And they don't drive streets. You know, they follow. I've had dogs come back on the wrong side of the fence of a property mm-hmm. that they'd never been to. The reality is... When you're active, you're doing two things. You're spreading your smell if there's significance there. Mm-hmm. But without knowing the mentality of the dog, you don't know if it's operating on flight. You know, their survival instinct is very black and white. Mm-hmm. Fight or flight, fly or die. Right, right. And if they're in flight mode, they hear smell and sense presence because that's how they survive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that means they you come traipsing through looking for them. They're not waiting around to see if that's mom or dad. Right. They're out of there because if it's not mom or dad and it's a predator... They're done. Right. So um, it's, well, they you got to stop. They are predator-driven. They know first someone's going to get them. Yep. That's their first instinct. Yep. And to stay as far away. Like we found one Roddy all huddled underneath a, uh, a wagon that somebody had in their yard down the street. I mean, he was all cuddled down there. And it goes to exactly what you said. He or she was scared to death yep. and didn't want to come out, even though Michelle was screaming her head off for this dog. And I'm sure my wife more or less thought, well, if I mention its name, it'll know my name, its name. And I don't think so. The screaming. That is so accurate, actually, because one of the disputes I have. Don't tell tell me it's accurate. No, it is. No, I I don't want to know that much about dogs. No, you're accurate. And the reason that I say that is everybody, the first thing that, here are the two things they put on their signs. I mean, so to answer your question quickly, the bottom line is you got to stop, pause, and in an ideal world, contact me. So I can help you navigate those variables before you make mistakes Mm -hmm. that we can't recover. Mm -hmm. You don't want to spread your smell. You're not hunting down your dog. And there are specific things we do based on that variety of variables. You know, as far as the dog name goes, you know, when I send samples to people about signs, it doesn't say lost and it doesn't have their name. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, obviously, the dog is lost. It's inherent in what you're doing. Right. But human nature, right? You see a big L or an M and it's muscle memory. Mm -hmm. They see your dog. And all they saw was that LRM and a photo, and they're going to chase the dog that's after running it and scream the name. You nailed it with the name thing. Right. I don't put a name out there because every human being believes right. dogs inherently come to their name. But they My don't. And when they don't, yeah, and then they yell louder. Yeah. Right. Oh, certainly oh, no, must not no, have. No, yeah, no. they get mad. You know, I'm come. sure Michelle was yeah. thinking, I must not have heard me say yeah. his name. And then she gets mad at the dog. Yep. Yeah. And I've been saying. I've been saying this. Man, I'm going to be divorced by the time this goes over. <laughs> Either that or Michelle will hate me. One of the no, two. No, she's not going to hate you because she has to respect what you... How long have you been doing this? Week? Two weeks? Yeah, a couple years. Okay. So we're going to take a quick oh. break. Let's take a quick break. I know, but we got to pay the bills. This is Yak Radio with Dave Saul and Brittany Sandoval on FM 96.1 AM 1178. The answer. Hey, welcome back to Yak Radio with 
Dave Saul and Brittany Sandoval, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. South Bay Auto House. Got a Volkswagen. A Volkswagen. <laughs> Close. Little brother. A Mercedes Benz, because Auto House, that's what they specialize in for over 25 years. Factory technicians, master techs. They have parts in-house. You don't have to worry about waiting for parts. And if you have a Mercedes and you're going to trade it in and say buy a new Mercedes, give them an opportunity. They may buy it off you and actually save you a ton of money or give you more money. Give them a call at 619-622-6252. They're down. Oh, that's 422. I'm starting to lose Again, my eyes. I have bifocals right here. I don't here. want your bifocals. I have a pinhead. They may not fit. <laughs> and Bumper Docs A&T scratches, dings, and dents, leaks, returns, body work, paint work, you name it, family-owned and operated. Uh, go to santbumperdoc.com. We got Babs in the house. So- Babs Fry, the angel on earth. Yep. Is that your title, angel on earth? Oh, uh, depends on who you ask. Recovery <laughs> specialist. Right. And yes. if your dog goes missing, take a deep breath and call Babs. Yes. Don't chase him. Don't nope. call out because you're scaring him nope. more and spreading the scent. And we want to find, you said, singular GPS spot. Yes. Can you elaborate briefly on that? Because that's probably one of the first things one should do. You know, you have to remember that your dog, ultimately, when the dust settles and it stops panicking, is going to try to get itself oriented. And every every single dog knows exactly where it left. Our objective is to not get in the way by spreading smells, chasing, following, managing people, but then doing the things to give the dog what it needs to get where it goes with its nose. You know, and so it's that isolated GPS marker with specific smells that drive dog behavior, whether it be individuals, a specific animal. You know, the the key to calling me is people don't always know where something might be aversive or positive. You know, I will go ahead and get rid of what I hear everybody do right from the get-go. Don't put the dog bed out. Don't put the dog crate out. Don't put the dog toys out. Do you not believe that dog is running around with its own smells? Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. It's not looking for itself, yes, but I'll, every it's single not person. Looking for I mean, but every single well, person that's does that. That's, that's what a lot of the literature hilarious. will say. We had two dogs that get makes out. Great point. Yeah, had two dogs get out. Wife panicked, running all over Hell's Half Acre. The two dogs went out, went down, and went over to the neighbors because the neighbors and the dogs have played occasionally. So. We finally, the guy calls up. He goes, hey, by the way, two of your Roddy's out? They were laying on the patio, relaxing. You know, we were joking. She said, well, they were watching the sunset. <laughs> he has a better sunset view than we have. But, I mean, they just went over there and just was relaxing, and there wasn't a panic. And I keep telling her, you can't panic. You can incite panic in the dog by doing that. That's what I you know, tried you talk to, to tell her. I don't want to put you in another bad conversation no, with your okay. wife. You're sleeping out on the couch tonight and per- making your own dinner. Anything I, else, Michelle? Text excuse me. me. I make my own dinner. I make oh, dinner. And you I do cook. actually. You are in the kitchen. So, well, people talk all the time about how dogs mirror their owners. If you think about it, right? You, you know, my husband and I huh. joke. My dogs are all, ah, and his dogs are all. Ah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a reality. And so are mine. And and you go out in a panic, and your dog's like, oh my god, it, something must be bad. Yeah. And now they're running when they had no reason to run to begin with. Right. Exactly. So the central GPS is not their own smell. But no. What I've read and heard is like your undergarments, some rotisserie I am, chicken. So let me clarify the rotisserie chicken. Okay. Once upon a time, that's something I used to, I still use rotisserie chicken a lot. Okay. But I, you know, like anybody who becomes a master in their trade, you're always learning. If you oh, decide you're an expert and have you. nothing to learn, you're, you're done. You. you know, now it's ego, not education yeah um and somebody who knew more than me shared you know rotisserie chicken is valuable if you need to play let's make a deal with a dog 
And that high-value, strong smell of food is definitely something you want on your person. But you don't need rotisserie chicken drizzled along the lawn for your dog to come out and start taking a snack on to get spooked off in the process of grazing in its front yard. Uh, yeah. um, and so it's, it's, it's about simulating that same smell in different ways and getting it in the wind to draw the dog back. It's not a trail. It's not multiple places. Um, I am known not for my personal dirty underwear, but for dirty underwear. All right. Um, the reality is, you know, friendly dogs, right? What is the first thing they do? Sniff, yeah. They do. They don't know it's awkward, but yeah. we think they're kinky. Ooh, no, not there. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I think you made a statement and you kind of went quickly yes. through it. And I think it's something that somebody needs to really, really stop and think about. And that is when a dog takes off and he goes on his he or she's adventure, when she or he is done with the adventure, they know where they came from. Even if they've never been there and they're scared to death of it. And here's what you have to remember. Like in in that dog that took off in a panic, like the toddler. Toddler takes a spill. It's a boy. Completely unfazed by it. Looks up. Yeah, waiting. And the grownups freak out. And now he's wailing. Right. Right? Well, sure. He was perfectly fine. Dog, same way. Yeah. You, non-event so if you will leave, drive their if you were to, if we Let's just say yep. the couple that we had let go. If we would have just chilled and went around and didn't call all the neighbors, didn't call the mail carrier, and didn't call the trash truck driver to look for our dogs, they would come back. That's a yes and no answer. You absolutely manage people and get the word out. Because that's what you need to know in case they don't. Because every dog doesn't come back. Things right. happen. Okay. But I yes, 100%, sure, they come back. I didn't want back. people to think that, oh, well, then I just will sit home and wait. He, he or she will Get come the, back. Get uh, the word Thank out you. so there are multiple eyes well, observing. And, and that's correct. what people think I tell people. And that's why I think some people don't call me or they may be a little adverse to my methods. I never tell somebody to not do anything. What I do is tell them to do the things that are going to be productive to getting their dog safe until we get it safe and managing the people so we know what our next steps are. If the dog doesn't come back, those phone calls are going to tell us what that looks like. Somebody has your dog. Somebody saw your dog. The reality is it's funny the silence I hear on the phone when all of a sudden I tell them they have all these things to do that aren't go look for their dog. It's not what people want to hear all the time. What about chipping your dog? Chips are a must. I, the very first thing I do when I trap a dog and can handle it, because sometimes you got to let them decompress a bit, mm-hmm. scan them for a chip. That's how I got my cat back. I, I have reunited so dogs years later. Oh, wow. Because of oh, no, chips. And, and that's, that's all, all ours are chipped. And get your dog, this is very important, get your dog scanned annually. Mm-hmm. Vets don't do it automatically. Oh, just to make sure what? the chip oh. hasn't disappeared. Yep. They move, they I gravitate, they fall out. Oh That's no joke. Gosh. Make sure you get those. I mean, we've actually chipped dogs within the rescue. And months later, scanned them to go place them, and the chip is not there. So it's very important that like, you check that. Where that chip go? Well, there's a lot of reasons. But, I mean, it, they can fall out. The hole doesn't close up. They ended right. up in the fur. You didn't know it. But, yeah, it, getting that chip scanned right. and keeping your information up to date is a must. So, but I I mean, yes, you got to give your dog's nose something to target, not get in the way, start managing your people. And managing the people. Observations are great. And maybe even go so far as to say, I I know you really want to catch them for me, but don't. Just tell me where they are. Yep. And and then you would then look for the pattern or the direction that the dog is going. Or coach the owners on what to do. Mm -hmm. I I helped an owner just the other day. Dog was in somebody's fence, but we all know they've been jumping fences. So we were on the phone and we talked about how to approach so she didn't become this other human popping in the line of sight and there goes the dog right back into the canyon. Um, There's just a lot of pieces to it, but it's based on dog behavior and we have to operate. Yeah. 
And Dear. it's more training of the person than it is the 100%. dog. 100%. Now, we keep talking about the dog coming back home, mm-hmm. but you are also finding that not all the dogs have a home correct. to go back to, correct? Correct. Is that, how would you characterize that? A problem, an issue? It, it depends. If we're talking about owned or cared for pets in the way of a foster rescue or otherwise, they still settle. And that's where I help people, and I'm a trapper. That's what I do is I catch the dogs nobody can catch. Mm -hmm. They'll establish a pattern or a routine that we can capitalize on and then implement non-human-involved capture methods. You know, if they're strays or street street dogs at large, that's a lot where my other part of the proper – you know, A Way Home for Dogs was founded and stills – primary purpose is to help owners with missing pets. Mm -hmm. But we are increasingly being tasked with helping securing – dogs that are at large or strays people don't know that do they no wait was that just the call you had when i met you? it was yes we uh, hi i'm Brittany. hi i'm babs ring 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 and it was somebody saying there's a dog that's two dogs loose yes and they were chasing it and they were running and i'm like i know it's counterintuitive please stop following yeah just leave the just tell them what direction exactly exactly and uh, maybe post it on like craigslist and neighborhood hey i saw these dogs this is where i saw them this is when i saw them yep uh, Facebook. That is one oh, of the, I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of social media, but that's probably one of the best reasons that we should have social media. I live in Alpine and we yeah. have this little group in Alpine and we just had a dog, big old, looks like a St. Bernard actually. They got Bernie's it. mountain dog that ran off when the owner got hit by a golf cart. Okay. So you see, <laughs> but it had never been they called me and it wasn't chipped. Yep. It wasn't chipped. So everybody was in a panic. Yep. I think it was Paul Dyke, if I'm not mistaken, oh, really? from El Cajon Ford that was posting. And, you know, it's not like he went out to chase it. He was just letting everybody know that this dog, actually, I think he did. He took the dog in, took it to the vet, got it, you know, checked it for. Is there a, a, a handheld device that you can check and see if your dog's chips are still I have around? them. Several of my volunteers do, yeah. Are they expensive? Three, four hundred bucks. All right. Ooh, wait. So, like, um, over in Santee. Don't you on Thursday nights have like uh-huh. a chip event? Yeah, what about could. a chip scanning event? We do it every event. We oh, always you scan. We it? always have our scanners with us. We well, you're going to meet yeah. Dusty Rose. And we offer to scan event. anybody that brings their oh, dogs. Awesome. We do uh, twenty dollar microchipping right. covers our cost. Right. Um, Thanks yeah. for asking, Dave. Chips are a big deal. Oh, the, I'm telling you, my cat was two miles away from my house, yeah. and three months later, I got a call. I was getting my hair done. I ri- you and know I what we ought to do. And, uh, we ought to chip Brendan. <laughs> I don't he, want to know. No, well, because he gets out every once I, did, in a while. I saw him in the hallway. See, see so yeah. he gets out no. on occasion. So I'm thinking his wife would love to have him. As long him as he chipped. promises not to bite. Uh-oh. We can make, we can make, we can make that happen. It won't hurt. I know, but at the same time, uh, I, I'm okay with just saying I'm here with my baby right now. Yeah. I, I, even though the baby has three more weeks left, I yeah. can just give that well, excuse. Well, some might say we got chipped with the uh, vaccine. Just saying. Oh, <laughs> Only if you took it. Had to. But we're anyway, not going to go there. Um, the, the strays. Did you want to elaborate that? Well, let's take another all? break. Oh, my gosh. It's 129.38. Don't you hate that? Oh. And we come back, we'll talk more with Babs right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hi, right, folks. Welcome back to Yak Radio with Dave Stahl and Brittany Sandoval. 
We're talking to Babs. Babs is a, uh, I guess you could say a dog rescue and dog detective. I've seen a detective. pet recovery rescue. specialist, pet recovery, recovery specialist. specialist, angel on earth. Yeah, but before we do that, since Babs is not writing a check, San Diego Gear and Axle is paying for this segment. We can't thank them enough. Whether it's be two wheel, four wheel, all wheel, anything under the carriage of your vehicle, Steve can do it. SDGearAxle.com. All right, I know you have 27 questions. I I think it's kind of with possibly the strays. You said that right now, presently, there are two adoption events going on? Yes. Right now. Yes. You should be there. (laughs) But you came here. Thank you. You know what's funny is one of my very hardcore behind-the-scenes supporters said uh, at one point, you know, we're doing like one or two events a weekend and, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, we got an opportunity for two in a day. And I said, I'm not saying no. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it, the reality is there's a lot more behind the call babs than just people with pets. The reality is there's a lot of street strays or dogs at large. Oh, and the, the reality is all of them could have an owner. Um, sadly, well, that's our hope for all of them. The reality is many, many, many do not have anybody come to claim them. Do you post them somewhere? Yes. Yeah, so pictures. B- yes. Yeah, so bas- basically what happens is once we recover the dogs, we process them just like any other stray through the shelter in hopes that an owner will come forward that somebody might be looking for them. The sad reality is the majority of dogs that require our intervention have a lot of issues, whether it be behavioral, fear, or otherwise. That's and why they're out there. That's but, yes. what I have on my hands and, right and, now. And they are, you know, no no shelter in the county is a whole other show, but no 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 shelter in the county is, is no kill, like people think it is. The reality is no if that's... No shelter is well, a no, no kill. kill. It's percentages. Helen, Helen Woodward. That's not a shelter. They're yeah. a rescue. Okay. I oh, wanted, yeah. That's okay. the reason yep. I asked you the question. Yep. A lot of people think that. The same thing with Rancho Coastal Humane Society. Yeah. And then they go, yep. do you know how much it costs to rescue a dog? It's like $500. Well, why do you suppose that is? Yep. Because they go through all their medical. They get... In, They're I feeding mean, them. Yep. Well, They're and then I, I went to Helen Woodward one time. I said, dang. These dogs live better than I do because they take extremely good. Well, yep. not only dogs, cats, and what have you. Of course. You. But what I have noticed being married to a, a dog lady for as long as I have, you've got to vet the owner. 100%. My wife, she's about your size, and she has you sign a five paid contract when she when you buy a dog from her. After you spent a couple hours on the phone and grilled them and about a their couple whole hours history. In the yep. House yep, yep, before yep. they're delivered. I'm like in Michelle Moore. And, and I told her, I said, <laughs> so one day she says, hey, honey, I'll be back. I said, well, where are you going? I said, I'll be back. I didn't think nothing of it. So she gets in the car and drives off and <gasps> com- comes back with she a dog. She came home with a dog, huh? And I went, what, what is this? Well, you remember that guy that I told you I wasn't real comfortable with and he said he lived in a house with a backyard and all that? I just knew what he was lying to mm. me. So sure enough, she went there and he was living in a one-bedroom apartment and it was a rot. Mm. So she took the dog, gave the guy all his money back. He complained. She said, here's your contract. Here's where you initialed. Oh, he held up all fingers. Yeah. I, I had to look. And, he, and, and she, she says, "You." It, it, the guy was 6'6 six, six and 250 pounds. But see, it's that's not how her brain works. It was all <laughs> about the dog. the dog. Yep. And so she went and got the dog. I went, well, if you ever decide to do that <laughs> again, Please take me with you, you might want to take me with you. <laughs> But, but she doesn't, it's not how she, it's not how she's wired. Yeah. I'm the She'll same way. Her. I mean, I go into situations which, in retrospect, sometimes, you know, come with a lot of danger. You know, but when it's, 
second nature. Right. And when you have experience and you have a confidence level, but also an awareness. Right. And you're you know, led with your heart. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just. So there's a problem too out there. Is it breeders are getting a really, really bad rap. And granted, there are some breeders that are in it for the money. But I would say the majority, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the majority of breeders care more about the animal and where it's going to end up than what money they're going to get in their checkbook. Yes or no? That's. A, I mean, honestly, that's a hard question for me to answer. Primarily because, because you deal with nothing but rescues. Well, and it's, and- no, no, and it's not just that. I have. You know what? I have absolutely nothing against breeders, most specifically responsible Bingo. breeders. Bingo. And the problem is that breeding, like anything else in life, has become a trendy way of making money for people. Yeah. And the sad reality is, there's a a very small percentage of the breeders out there that really do breeders justice in right. the way that they conduct their business, vet their owners, even breed their dogs hey, and work for the right qualities, it, you know? When it comes to breeding yep. her dogs, if the bloodline of the male or the female does not meet her standards, she ain't doing it. That's not everybody, though. And that's no, that's why it's a tricky question. And I mean, I have respect for, for, for breeders like your wife, for sure. That's the sad yep. connotation yep. of a breeder because a lot of people think of breeders like a lawyer, uh-huh. you know. And, and, and I'm telling you, she does not do it for the money. She does it for the, for the, for the life. We have puppy parties. And it's not just the dogs. It's for the love of the breed. And yes. what's really sad is yeah. that these off-breeders right. are really ruining the behavior, the what genetics, the appearance. All these dogs Don't get together. me started. Don't get me started. I, I can't have that conversation yeah, no. on a radio show. <laughs> I can't. I, I the just beep oodle. Everything's an oodle. Oh, I just just. Oh. I always joke. I end up with a mutt, and I'm. I, in fact, we we trapped a, a, a very small Malinois or a, a Dutch Shepherd, but she's like thirty pounds, way too small to be purebred. Oh, and I'm wait. like, I'm going to call her a micro and charge five thousand dollars adoption yeah. fee. There you, <laughs> go. you know, girl, after it's, my own heart. It's crazy. So. Let's let's let, before we get to the end of the show, which we're a ways uh, away. Yeah. <laughs> for somebody that out there, and COVID was the worst. For, oh. for that's why I have seventy for, dogs in my rescue. Yeah, oh. because people thought, oh well, uh, and they don't know anything about dogs. So, if you, what are some of the rules that somebody should abide by before they either buy or rescue? Educate. There's you know, so much out there too. Everybody gets it. I mean. I get a lot of heat because I don't do a lot of storytelling about our dogs that are up for adoption. I was just telling somebody at an event today that we've got three three newer dogs to our rescue, all probably a year or two, if that, that know sit, down, shake, and are scared shitless of the world. Mm -hmm. And oh, by the way, nobody came looking for them. Right. And my money is on, well, one of them is is a chow mix. The other is a husky mix. Um, and then the others are Jack Russell Chihuahua mix. And the fact of the matter is what happened during COVID is people made decisions emotionally. Right. Oh, absolutely. Or visually. Right. And without getting an education on what the dog that you're getting comes with. Or you what are, kind of breed is Exactly. It? You're set up for failure. And even rescue, you know, as a rescue, you have to educate the audience that's going to be adopting your dog. You know, when... One of the things I work with a lot of rescues about newly adopted dogs or fosters that go missing. And one of those things I've really worked hard to bridge is the education gap. You know, when you say fearful to me, I get throw itself down, alligator roll, start snapping like an alligator over just going up a stair. But I understand that level of fear. If I say that to somebody else, 
They have no concept of that kind of fear level right. until you experience it. Okay, so she wants to know your address. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no. no, I don't want a Rottweilers. No. no I'm only kidding. No, I know. I'm she, being what, she brought up a good point. I was going to bring it up, too. Is How about Michelle? dogs? Yeah. yeah. So. How about dogs that come up from Mexico? Oh, well, what? there's What's nothing that? wrong with that. Right. Um, actually, what I was starting to address was those rescues. Here's the fact. We know nothing about their history. We know nothing about what makes them tick genetically, but more specifically, at some point in their life, unless they grew up and just got relinquished by somebody, they had to operate on raw instinct. They were either on the street or in bad situations. And the same goes for American rescues. And where we need to start bridging that gap is in the minute somebody starts talking to me about, well, and eventually, and well, this, they're out. Because I already know they have expectations I can't guarantee the dog can commit to. Right. You know, you have to come to the table open-minded with a willingness and commitment to embrace the dog, assuming it's at its ultimate best mm-hmm. and willing to do whatever it takes to go forward further if that's something that you want to strive for, knowing it may or may not happen, even after thousands of dollars of training. Right. Um, and that's where, in my opinion, a lot of rescuing falls short, both American through shelters and Mexican and other rescues, because... Mm-hmm. We're, we get caught up in the emotional portion of what we're doing, and we forget that that dog who evolved from this scared-to-death, cowering, or biting whatever mm. evolved is going to revert right back to that in the, oh, my God, my whole world has changed, and I'm starting all over again, and we haven't educated the people on what to expect when they get it. Okay, so I don't want to get... Does that polit- answer her question? I think I, you'll find out. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm not trying to you be... You can give her my number. I'm not trying to be political, yes. but Commander... The president's dog and the dog before him, Major, have bit almost every Secret Service agent in the in the White House. Well, first, my hat's but off that they haven't say- euthanized him, but that's a management issue. No, I don't want him to euthanize. But what it's a management issue. No dog should ever be set up to bite. But what they're saying as an excuse is the White House is a very stressful place to be. Oh, I don't doubt that that's a very difficult place for a dog to live. The reality is you should be managing that appropriately, not right. letting yeah. that behavior exhibit itself. Because eventually, somebody is Somebody's not going to care really about get- their paycheck or get mauled like me and yeah. not come out on the right end of something. And you know who's going to pay for that? That dog. Right. Because yeah. at some point, oh, yeah, in yeah. the face of doing the right thing, that right. dog is going to have to be euthanized. Well, it's like I was telling the wife. <sighs> I mean, if one of those dogs bites a Secret Service agent bad enough, the next thing you're going to hear is pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what she's Sorry, saying. can you tell I'm passionate? I got yeah. loud. Um, <laughs> well, no, but, but... but I mean, that just shouldn't happen. That's why... And, and being as much of a dog guy as I am now, as soon as I heard about his dog... The one dog, okay, maybe. But two dogs? And they're shepherds, which isn't probably the best dog to have in the White House. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Well, I don't know, because I don't know if Michelle knows both of my rescues are from Mexico, and my shepherd husky mix is so freaking mellow it's unbelievable and she's the one that came from the streets but it's not a purebred shepherd true true but am i right or wrong are shepherds a little bit more well i mean there's a lot that goes into that but yes i mean shepherds generally speaking i mean to be frank with you the reason you see a lot more malinois than shepherds as working dogs is they're both very driven that's where I they're both to go. working dogs they right. need a job shepherds tend to be more emotional they 
they tend to be more me. sensitive. Buddy of mine, him and his wife went to work one day. Came They're back, sensitive. The dog ate the door. <laughs> German shepherds That's tend to be not my door. <laughs> German shepherds tend to be more sensitive. They're not. I mean, I don't want to get on a tangent here, but uh, you know, because I'm a Malinois girl, I've had several. I grew up with shepherds. You know, they both are an amazing breed in their right. Mm. But German shepherd. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mouse are skits. The problem with mouse is that they're very committed and they're very driven, right. but they're incredibly smart. So they can be taught. Good or bad. Right, right. Shepherds exactly are also incredibly smart, but they can be very emotionally motivated, mm-hmm. you know, and, and can lack some security. And I agree with you. If you've got one, it's one thing. But if you've got two, it's a bigger problem. They need. Um, I, I mean, that's just my opinion. No, it's no, probably, I, I, it's either owner or environmentally <laughs> not managed properly. Or even both. Yeah. The yeah. management. There's, there's an issue there. And again, I'm not saying that it's the owner's fault that the dog's biting. And I'm not saying that the environment is why the dog is biting. But there's definitely a problem with an environment that's not being managed. And somebody to needs to find that. out 100%. what's it sound like they learned 100%. from the first bite. Yes. And that's what I'm learning with my other dog. You're 100%. They learn. I'm very careful when I'm dealing with really fearful dogs, especially since being mauled, whether I like to admit it or not. I come to the table a little bit more anxious than I used to. Yeah. And the reality is I'm very careful about when I interact with a dog and how I do. And oh, I yeah. actually have others if I need to because... The minute they snap, even if they're not committed to the bite, and I recoil, they're like, oh, that worked. Because mm-hmm. in most cases, it's not an act of aggression. I got what I want. Fight wanted. or flight, fly or die. That is dog instinct in the raw. And a- if they can't flee, they're going to bite. A- Every Z. dog will bite. All right, let's take a quick yep. break. We're coming back oh with one more segment right here Only on one more. Yak Radio FM. Are you tired? No, I'm sad. You'll be okay. I want more with that. So. Well, you can bring her back. On FM 961 The answer. Brought to you by John's Automotive Imports. Got three shops now. Guys, just as crazy as the rest of them. John's Automotive Repair.com. But he does such a good job. John San Diego Auto Repair.com. Check it out. Three locations AAA, NAP Auto Care, ASC certified. They work on your car. You're guaranteed for three years, 36,000 miles clear across the United States. All right. After that whole segment, man, I tell you what, we need some wine. <laughs> yes, there are two things Babs did not ask me to promote, but I want to. Thank you. The thing that caught my eye, and I was like, hey, come on the show and talk about sandals and stems for street strays. Please elaborate, because then there is a glass of wine. Included. <laughs> yes. So, you know, the, the, it kind of goes back to one of the conversations we got squirreled away from. And, <laughs> you know, the reality is we end up helping a lot of dogs that have nobody. Yes. And we try to be their last resort, literally, euthanasia literally. or us. And that means they require a lot of time, a lot of rehab, sometimes training and other things. And, you know, right, wrong or indifferent, I've had to embrace that we are donation based and I can't operate for free. And I always help owners for free. Mm-hmm. But these pets don't, these strays don't pay for themselves. So right. we are having our, um, our, I'm afraid to even say it. I'm so scared. I know we'll be just fine and successful, but um, we're having our very first fundraiser of sorts. It's going to be uh, wine tasting. It's going to be at Zozen Cellars. Uh, it's off Trade Center Drive. It's $60. It's going to include a flight or a glass of wine. 
uh, Mexican buffet, and I then I will have a more focused discussion on the do's and don'ts about if you oh. lose a pet. A pet. So she's um, not taking questions from us, Dave. That's- <laughs> so do you, have, do you have like pamphlets that you'll be passing out to people? No, I was just going to talk to people and try you to-, to do a pamphlet. Something they can walk away with. I just told with. you everybody wants a black and white. I can't give them a pamphlet uh, or a black well, and white. Well, okay. Unless mm-hmm. I say call Babs. Yeah. I mean, you know, stay put and don't spread your smell. Call Babs and I'll tell you what your next steps call are. Call Babs. What's your phone Take number? a deep breath. Call 619-249-2221. It's super it easy is, to find. Little, it's out there everywhere. A little slower for old people. 619-249-2221. And, and, and our, that's pretty 24-7. Or it it like. is 24-7. I answer all calls. And if I don't answer, I return all messages. Um, text messages are second. Private message and otherwise is to the vaccine. How often do you do a fundraiser? I've done some little offers, but I've never done something fancy like this, which is why we said sandals, because I live in flip-flops. Um, uh, and I don't drink wine. Yes. That was not my I'll, alcohol of choice I when have, I was drinking. I'll drink your flight. And she does have flip-flops on. But tickets can be purchased on our website, or uh, everything is available on our Away Home for Dogs Facebook page. What okay. part of town is this? Because it says World Trade Drive Sweet Pea San Diego. I believe it's in uh, Sereno Valley, if I'm not mistaken. Right. I'll trust you on that, girl. And when is it? It is August 20th, and it is going to be from 2 to 5 p.m. You mentioned fundraising, uh-huh. and I wanted to practice this first. Um, but I know their first names. Let's see. I think it's Mike and... What kind of name is... Uh, Mandy, I think, is his wife. Did they help you? Are those the radio? Um, oh, Mike, Mike and Mandy. Yeah, Call Mike. Francisco. Thank yes. you. I wanted to practice, and yes. I didn't have a oh, chance. Oh, Penny's of... owners. Yes, have, Penny's have, owners, all I needed to say. Haven't been on radio much, huh? I see. Um, no. Did, did they help you on becoming yes, legit? They did. Mike and Mandy had a sweet slow that went missing in Valley Center. Uh, he happens to be in upper enchilant in the fire department and i believe she's an icu nurse so they're used to being first responders and in control right and when their dog (laughs) went missing i stepped in and said you're going to take a back seat and fortunately for myself and penny they were out of town so they had to um and And they were willing yes 30 days later we got their dog safe and they asked kind of how i operated and i shared with them there wasn't enough me and i tried multiple times but never got my nonprofit going and he does several for the fire department and stepped up. And I get a little emotional, honestly. Are you I getting bet. your nonprofit or are you still working? I know. I am a they 501c3 and I have been it. because okay. they so, made it happen. here's the next thing we're going to do. So yes. what Thank we're you, do, Mike and Mandy. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So what we're going to do probably in September or October where you're going to have another event, we'll get a car club or something to be part of it. That would be amazing. Okay. And if you go through the San Diego uh, San Diego Automotive Council, you get free insurance. So you don't have to pay anything to, to insure the event you're doing. Bring you on KUSI TV to promote your event, and then you'll probably never speak to me again because it'll blow your event out of the water because of all the viewers on I KUSI. I would love to talk to you offline about doing that. That would be amazing. Yeah. And then, and then as long as you, and, and the reason I say throw in a car club. Because they like re- to drink a lot. Well, no, I'm not re- sure that's a good thing. No, no, and we're not. You <laughs> we're don't done even, talking just, about no, drinking. We don't even have to have alcohol involved <laughs> because cars. it could be a car show. Yeah, with you as as the the main focal point. Have a bunch of cars. Have the car owners bring their dogs to the. That would be amazing. You very rarely hear car clubs say, "Hey, bring your dog with you." Yep. And but as long as we promote it, then 
because everybody that I do this with on TV just says it's off the charts. I mean, it really That'd be amazing. It's all about eyeballs. So let me just ask you this. Oh my gosh. What about cats? I help owners with missing cats. In fact, I have a trap set right now for a cat that's gotten out. Cats are a little bit more cut and dry than dogs, um, primarily because circumstances are different. They operate differently. And so yeah. I typically send cats, uh, cat owners a pretty cut and dry list. And then you start working those leads as they come in. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very different than dogs because cats, cats operate differently at large. You know, yes. it, it's a reality. Um, they're also seen everywhere. So it's it's got to be a more concentrated effort and you've got to right. have confirmed sightings before you start really working a trap. Right, right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, yes. Can people come because our interview is almost done? <laughs> they can see you in Santee on Thursdays. Is this a regular thing? Uh, yes, actually, if they go to Away Home for Dogs, our calendar has all of the adoption events that we participate with. What was the name of the location? Away Home for Dogs is the name of the website. Okay, well, uh, what about in Santee? Um, we are currently participating in their summer night series, summer concert. So Where we're out that? there. We're out there on Thursdays at the park. Um, I think it's Park Drive, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our calendar has where we are throughout the week. And then, if yeah. anybody wants to volunteer or help because they're Desperate. animal lovers. We bring as many dogs. We have 70 dogs in our rescue, 30 of which can go out in public on events. And we are limited on a revolving door of who we take because we're limited on people willing to come chill with us and hold a leash. Sure, sure. Oh, really? What an awesome opportunity. Well, the McKinnons, who own KUSI, are dog fanatics. They support Helen Woodward, the the other one that you mentioned. uh, Rancho Coastal. Uh Uh-huh. If it's got a... In fact, it's funny. I I tell people, hey, if you're coming to KUSI and promote... If you bring dogs, you'll get more airtime. <laughs> you can finish. You're I just have no, a lot of things I want to bring well, up in four little, minutes. Little fingers. Um, do you? Is the Point Loma Farmers Market a regular thing? Yes, or not? we are there every single Sunday. In okay. fact, we were there this morning without me. Oh wow! And oh, because I have some amazing people that help me. That do you want to give a shout out to them on yes. Racer Radio? I we mean, say I mean, shout out sponsors. It's, it's a very long list, you know. Yeah. But today I had uh, Rita and Shaney setting up down in Point Loma, and some solid volunteers showing up to handle dogs. I had Kim up in Encinitas and Sarah, and then I've got Janine behind the scenes who orchestrates it all, and Susie on property. Susie and Marnie actually on property who made sure we got all seventy dogs fed, watered, and cleaned wow. so I could leave. Right. And thank you to whomever responded to my original outreach somebody responded (laughs) probably janine uh thank you um this is probably something you don't want me to bring up but i am anyway uh face foundation nomination what's that all about are you being nominated i I guess so i guess there's another hero thing i you know i share it if people make it uh, make me aware of it but i really never intended to be in the public eye i I would be okay to be under my rock i realize that's why i'm Um, bringing it up but she did not ask me face foundation uh currently has a fundraiser that involves nominations of individuals in the community for their heroic efforts um for on the behalf of animals and so i've been nominated under one of the individual categories and nothing is more rewarding than getting your loved one back Oh my gosh. True. I, but I lost a pet. That's why I don't consider myself a hero. I mean, all I'm doing is filling a gap that I was grateful somebody was there to handle for me when my dog right. went missing. And, right. and I read somewhere you had two mentors that really helped you as well. Just kind of. I do. Well, Laura Biddinger, who actually yes. lives in Ramona, is who was crazy enough to listen to me after I mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. said she was cr- said she was crazy. And then uh, <laughs> Mike Noon in L.A. actually is yeah. a very very good friend of mine and somebody who has mentored me frequently. Well, it's all about getting the word out, and that's the key because there's because I mean nothing I love better. Though I showed you a couple of videos. If I go to a restaurant. And the waitress, you could tell maybe she's having a bad day. I whip out a couple of photos or a video. And I always get to say, aw, aw. Right. Because nothing will put a smile on your face like an animal. So true. It doesn't have to be a dog. doesn't have to be a cat. It just has to be an animal. Because and it brings people together of every variety. Does. Every shade, yep. color, ethnicity. Yeah. I had, I was at La Mesa. There was a big pet event. And I had brought Dusty Rose. It was when I was looking for a second dog. And um, we just sat down. And she started to sniff on a gentleman. And he was a very quiet guy. And I go, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, would you like to pet? And he said, yes. And so he carefully pet. And he said, I just came from Afghanistan. This is the first mm. dog I've ever pet. Wow. Yeah, I was like, oh. I know. And then we started a nice conversation. Babs, give that phone number out one more time slowly. 619 249 Two 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 one, and the website is awayhomefordogs.com. Right. Help hold a leash. Yes. Get some more yes, strays please. out there yes. to adopt. Yep. Thank We're you, guys. Do- and don't forget, if it's over 70, 80 degrees out, do not, do not take your yeah. dog for a walk mm-hmm. unless you're going to go barefoot, too. Yep. Right here on <laughs> FM 961 AM 1178. The answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 